It might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and stimulating talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you. And along my side, as always, the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. We face an epic battle, not just for our country, but for the world at large. And if you're afraid, stand down and go home to mommy. Only those with faith and fortitude should engage. Go home to mommy. And uh, <laughs> Brian's Brian's off again this week. I'm just kidding. Hey, the Long Island redneck himself, Mr. Brian Bro. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. The shock jock of freedom on deck. <laughs> We've got a good show, guys. We've got a really good show. Bob Swick's going to come on. Uh, he's doing two segments with us this week. Segment three and four with Bob. Leora Levy was a huge win. Knocked Themis Claritus off the box. Get out of here, rhinos. Connecticut made a statement. Pro-Trump Connecticut made a statement. This is Trump's party, and we're getting more wins by the day. And I'll tell you something. I'm really happy because Bob's going to come on and tell you exactly what Leora needs to do in enabling herself to beat Dick Blumenthal, the liar Dick Blumenthal, Mr. I Never Served in Vietnam, Dick Blumenthal. So that's going to be a good one. And the president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, Reggie Littlejohn, the digital identity that they are putting into effect in Europe is coming here. They're doing it in the dead of the night. Most of you folks don't even realize that they passed a digital identity rule inside red states. It's a, it's a law that's being enacted. Nobody even knows it's happening. Isn't, isn't that wonderful? But first, let's talk about some real Trump wins. And the biggest one for me was really awesome. And a massive represent, representative, Liz Cheney, lost her bid for another term in the Republican primary to Harriet Hagman Tuesday when the votes were all counted. Cheney, the daughter of former Vice President Warmonger Dick Cheney, Mr. Curled Lip, as as CV likes to call him, who had (laughs) represented Wyoming in Congress for several years ago, had managed only 28.9% of the vote. Hagman won the nomination outright over Cheney and three other Republicans who shared less than 5% of that vote in a sounding 66.3% since Wyoming has 215,000 registered Republicans to a mere 36,000 Democrats winning the Republican nomination is considered tantamount to this election. It was a collapse for Cheney. There's no doubt about that. You know, uh, MSNBC Brian's already come out and said she fell on the sword. She sacrificed her political career to stand up for America. I would say she did the exact opposite. I think the falling on the sword... Um, no, she's not that brave. I know things about Liz Cheney making money off of war bonds that would make people's heads explode, but it, uh, it may get her a job at CNN because, Brian, I think her political career is kaput over. Forget it. She's knocked out. I mean, I would say if she really wanted to uh, fall on the sword and prove it to everyone, she'd go bird hunting with her father. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, listen, uh, you know, she, um, she is, uh, she's the scum of the earth. She's the bushes. She's the establishment. Yep. She's the rhinos. She's everything that is against this nation and 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 not just this nation but the people of this nation they all have great lip service they all want to tell you that they oh you know they're going to turn this thing around and they're going to do this and they're going to do that and it it never happens because these people have an agenda and that is to take this country right up the new world order ladder 
And you know, and and we know that with with uh, with bushes and all that skull and bones and all the secret societies that those scumbags yeah. belong to. And she's a big part of it. And CV, uh, here's a Republican by name who watched an economy that was fabulous, watched job growth, watched so many great things that President Trump pushed forward. We were doing great, and now she's trying to enable. The failing administration who is destroying the country, she's trying to get them to have a, a hard lock on Donald Trump not to run again. That doesn't show me somebody that's trying to save America. That's someone trying to destroy it. She's like one of those rock stars like Roger Waters or uh, the comedian John Cleese who thinks their entire audience agrees with them and believes exactly like they do about Donald Trump. You know, that, that he's uh, he's incompetent, yep. he's stupid, he's this and that. But uh, Donald Trump is actually an amazing, competent person. You know, he hardly ever sleeps. He's a workaholic. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't smoke. And and, and he doesn't drink either. But, uh, but she misreads her own constituency in Wyoming because she, she is essentially a carpetbagger. She never lives. She really rarely... In her life, did she live in Wyoming? And she thinks that everybody in Wyoming agrees with her that Donald Trump is a, a bad, uh, orange man bad. And uh, meanwhile, Wyoming went overwhelmingly for Trump in 2016 and in 2020, more than any other state. And so she's going, so she thinks uh, that's going to win her some, some uh, brownie points? No. And then she brings her father into her, a, a, a campaign ad who looks totally bitter and twisted with his Elvis Presley smirk permanently plastered on his face, and and he's and they talking he's about bag. they're talking about how uh you know Donald Trump is a bad person. Meanwhile, she voted for like all his policies, so, so she she just hates yeah, him personally. Just, so he, that's a, that's a, those are all really good points, Brian. How the hell would she think she was going to win uh, with this kind of? record and 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 the pushback on trump maybe maybe she didn't want to win i mean i don't know i'm not just saying how the hell did she think think that she was going to win wyoming with being a never trumper well i mean because they they have egos the freaking size of elephant testicles you know what i mean like (laughs) they i'm sorry they i mean they do you know i they, they think that they that they can steal their way to the top, mm-hmm. and we saw that in 2020. So I, I mean, I guess she just thought that uh, you know she had it in the bag. You know, she you know make a make a couple phone calls, you know, and take care of business. She needs to open up her Saturday afternoons, or maybe even better, her weekday afternoons, opposite the soap operas with the bonbons, and maybe she could get yeah. a little uh, table over at CNN and sit there with Wolf Blitzer and tell everybody how great she was. I mean, this is the this is maybe the Panama for her. Maybe this is where she wanted to go. I don't know. But one thing I do know, for all you folks out there that think that MAGA is done, you are sadly mistaken. And you can try to come and you can try to take the president off his heels, break into Mar-a-Lago, tell us that we're the deniers of the election, all the Trump pick deniers. That's the way they're... They're wording things now, the election deniers. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. For all you folks driving around in Connecticut, if you think Leora Levy defeating Themis Claritus is not a big deal, man, you've got a bad, bad taste in your mouth when it comes time for Donald J. Trump to put back, be put back in. Because not only are we going to take the Senate and Congress, but then in 2024, we bring back in our duly elected president, CV. And that might be the reason why the raid took place, because they saw the handwriting on the wall. You know, the the primaries have been going on for weeks now, and Trump-endorsed candidates have been cleaning up the field, and they're terrified. I, I want to go back to... Uh, I want to go back to Liz Cheney for a second. She actually demonizes Trump supporters. You know, she's basically calling us rioters, insurrectionists, and uh, how does how does that ingratiate her with the voters? I mean, what was she thinking? I just I just can't get over it. 
Uh, well, I think she's a dirtbag, and I think what she's thinking is she wants to stop Donald J. Trump because she's just as fearful, Brian, of Donald J. Trump as the Democrats are. Um, I, 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 I hope so. I hope this, uh, I hope this puts a, a really bad taste in their mouth going into 2022, uh, coming up here in November and, uh, obviously in 2024, but you know, but like I said, these people have egos, man. They, they, they'll, they'll have somebody that they'll try to slide in there. Yeah, she You're right. It's run. the same. It's the same reason they go on on these fishing fishing expeditions. All right, everybody, we we're coming back with the second segment. Don't go anywhere. Freedom on deck. Ninety four nine news sound stimulating talk. Bob Squick will be joining me from Swick Speak talking about the big win of Leora Levy. We're also going to be talking about the failed policies of Biden, which we've already been doing, and what Trump did to continue, even when he's out of office, to give us some winning, even right now. And I think that's important because I think that's one of the things that's going to get him elected again. You know, we did a story a few, it was actually about a month ago. And I had Hayward Gatch on. He's a caller to Lee LC. He also does a lot of podcasts. He's a leftist, more so a leftist than a liberal. But we covered a story on TikTok that gained a lot of momentum. It got us on Wayne Allen Rude. We had the interview. Uh, Freedom on Deck was promoted. Hopefully that got to some ears out there. And we ended up getting this terrible account basically taken off all the videos taken down and and really some strong, strong opinions. And one of the greater articles was in Newsmax that was really posted on about the same story that we were talking about and telling parents to be careful of what they took out. Well, this was on TikTok. Now, here's another story. And TikTok's a very dangerous place, guys. Transgender activists have accused libs of TikTok and other prominent Twitter users of engaging in terrorism in an attempt to have them removed from the platform for criticizing child sex change procedures. Libs of TikTok commentator Matt Walsh, Manhattan Institute senior fellow Chris Rufo, an activist, Billboard Chris shared several publicly available documents and videos purporting to show that Boston Children's Hospital was performing sex changes on minors, such as a video promoting gender-affirming hysteronomics. Activists accused the accounts of stockcasting terrorism and demanded Twitter take action to censor the conversation and take down their accounts. A statement here in the last five days, Libs of TikTok has tweeted and retweeted 14 posts about Boston Children's Hospital. As a result, Boston Children's Hospital providers are being inundated with death threats and harassing calls and emails. Alejandro Cabrala wrote, it's now affecting their services. This is, uh, all right, so here's the thing, man, and they always go down this road, Brian. They always say that they're death threats. The FBI's doing it. That's usually what the liberals try to do to shame us into not telling these stories. But the fact of the matter is, at this children's hospital, they are doing this. This is not some kind of uh, uh, created story. They're giving children sex-changing drugs and basically performing sex changes on these children. Well, I you know, this is the narrative. This is this is what they are pushing. And you see it everywhere, man. It, 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 you know, I I happened to actually notice it yesterday. You know, I had the day off with the kids and, um, you know, they're watching The Emperor's New Groove. Right. Disney uh, cartoon. Yeah. And and they're and they're both dressed. You know, they're they're male characters and they're both dressed as females. And and they're you know, the whole episode, they're dressed as, as females in tight miniskirts and everything. And you're going like, wow, it's it's right there in these kids faces. 
every yeah. day. You know what I mean? Yeah. This transgenderism, this, 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 all this nonsense, man. And, and, uh, but to see these hospitals doing it is even more disturbing. You understand it coming from the LGBTQ. Q LMNOP community. But when you see doctors, board certified physicians that are doing this, these are supposed to be people that are giving you the, the best medical advice and doing the right thing by the patient. And this is what they're doing to children. And taking parental rights CV. This is disgusting. Uh, many of these children, I, I think, are going to get into an adulthood and some of them may commit suicide because we do see that effects when people get these sex changing operations when they're young. They end up killing themselves when they're adult, end up killing themselves when they're older. It's, it's, it's happening a lot. It's a cult. The left have become a, a religious cult of brainwashed people from the teachers in our schools, the teachers unions, um, to the, 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 uh, the psychiatry industry, social workers, doctors, everybody involved in this Boston Children's Hospital and similar hospitals around the country. There are they are mute. If they can't abort the children, they will mutilate them so that they can't have children when they grow up. It's all designed to uh, put a uh, to to stymie population growth because they think our they think our the world is overpopulated with human beings. And I want to also talk about libs of TikTok. All she does is post things, repost. She's reposting things from other leftist goons and showing how crazy they are, like the uh, uh, the transsexual uh, story hour in the libraries and things mm-hmm. like that. And she was posting uh, the Boston Children's Hospital uh, representative, this young lady, was was gloating and smiling about hysterectomies for children. Are you insane? And and that's she's no she's not lying about it. She's reposting what's already what they're already doing. And she was kicked off of Facebook for doing that. And they're gonna kick her off of Twitter as well. And uh, that's all I have to say. You have a lot of uh, a lot of Satan in there, Brian. There's a lot of Satan in there. Oh, absolutely, Baphomet. That's the that's their god, man. You know, half man, half half animal, half. Female. I mean, it's it's all in there. It's it's yeah. it's about uh, morphing, um, you know, every type of of thing under the sun into this one god, false god of theirs. And but the, you, you notice, you notice whenever you see Baphomet, there's always kids right by this, right, right by his side. And it starts in the schools. It's not starting in the hospital. It starts in the schools. It starts when yep. these liberal yep. teachers are saying. Oh, well, you know, maybe you're a girl, little Tommy, or or, or M- M- Tammy, maybe you're a little boy. Maybe you should dress this way. Maybe you should th- think about taking some of these drugs now that we can get you these drugs. If you want to be a boy, little Tammy, you can be a little boy. You can be little Tommy, and little Tommy can be little Tammy. CV, these people are brainwashing these children, and the thing that really ticks me off is there's not more outrage. This is happening in liberal states, greatly happening in liberal states, of course, and uh, the pushback is almost nil when it comes from anybody uh, on the left. It's not there. There's an expression uh, that I've heard, do not walk in my mind with your dirty boots, and that's what they're doing to these children. These thoughts have never even crossed their minds. They're not right. thinking about girl or boy or anything else. They're thinking about Spider-Man. You know, it's like, get out of here. Leave the children alone. This is where they cross the line. And this tactic of saying that anybody who criticizes anything is inciting violence. You criticize the FBI, you're inciting violence. You criticize uh, the, the mutilation of children, you're inciting violence against trans people. You know, F you! <laughs> and then when you attack somebody at a Trump rally, or you knock out a woman, or you throw feces on somebody that supports Donald Trump, or you harass them, or you dox them, like what happened to Senator, uh, I mean, Congressman Lee Zeldin, who was doxed by his opponent and his children were threatened, that's okay. The media says nothing about that. 
But the FBI, when they get some heat for what they did, Brian, they immediately, oh, we're getting threats all over the place. <laughs> these these <laughs> rabid Trump supporters are threatening us. I mean, give me a break. I've never heard any Trump supporter in my life that I've met, and I have met many, say that they're going to pull a violent act because of a political position. It's nonsense. Well, if anything, we have definitely seen two things, that the FBI is not full of a bunch of tough guys. They're just full of a bunch of thugs that go around and, and yep. uh, abuse their power. And, yep. uh, you know, and and uh, we saw that the IRS uh, hired 87,000. <laughs> Did you see some of the people they hired? Not yet. Not, not yet. Off I don't think they're going to be able to <laughs> fill those positions. Oh, you got to see you got to see the video. I'll send it to you. Oh, my goodness. I'm like that guy. He's going to knock on my door. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, oh. I, the government, uh, the government and the FBI and, um, you know, and, and this whole leftist um, agenda is just insane. Yeah. I, and and, and yeah, we shouldn't be ashamed to say that we disagree with the left on virtually every single topic. The environment, abortion, COVID, the vaccines. Taxing and spending, immigration, overpopulation. We disagree with you. We're allowed to disagree with you. Don't say we're not allowed to disagree with you. You say you you, you call us Nazis all day long. You don't think you're inciting violence against us? Well, you are. Hell yeah. That's right. I agree. All right. Bob Swick's on the line talking about the big wins with Lior Levy, talking about Joe Biden's failed policies and talking about how great Donald J. Trump is. Even you liberals know he's great. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Stimulate. Talk freedom on Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. Check out freedomondeck.com. Some of our great guests and one of our all-time greats and really a regular to the show over the, the last few months is Mr. Bob Swick. You can find him at Swick Speak on Twitter. Bob, how are you, sir? How you been? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. This is a big one. Laura Levy. Uh, this is a statement, I think, for the people of Connecticut. I think going up against Dick Blumenthal, it's going to be an interesting race. What do you make out of her win? Several things. Number one, first and foremost, it sent shockwaves through the stoic rhino uh, hierarchy of the Connecticut Republican Party, who thought that Clarence was going to be a uh, shoe-in for the race. Uh, they pretty much wrote off Peter Lamage uh, as a candidate, even though Peter is a very conservative man. He's very, very articulate, good candidate. But Levy came in, and uh, she basically showed what she has, and it sent shockwaves into the state central state uh, party. It also sent shockwaves, in my opinion, very much so into the Blumenthal campaign because they were not anticipating having to run against her and B, they're going to be in uh, basically uh, backup mode now to try to figure out how to uh, condemn her, crucify her, so on and so forth, discredit her. And the biggest thing they have is that she got support from President Trump. And I think people are really fed up in Connecticut and throughout the country with what the Democratic Party is doing. And they're fed up with rhinos. They're fed up with the tri-state area rhinos that continue to somehow um, be a, a major part of the party where there are many, you know, middle-class working conservatives in Connecticut, New York, and New Jersey are just fed up with the Republican Party, and they're beyond fed up with the Democrat Party. Bob, it seems, and, you know, they of course they've been saying exactly what you just kind of reiterated there, that this is the Trump candidate. Uh, she, she has no chance of winning because she supports President Trump. And it seems like the Republicans in Connecticut, the rhinos, as you would say, 
They just don't get it, do they? I mean, the American people throughout the country, I think this election cycle and the next, are going to send a lot of shockwaves, and Miss Levy winning is just one of many. And I think if anybody has a chance to to beat Dick Blumenthal, it would be her because it's something new. Themis was not the, uh, the nominee because people are sick of that messaging. You don't run a Democrat against a Democrat. Exactly. And I think uh, by just looking at all the primaries throughout the country and all the Trump-backed or true conservative candidates and their victories is setting a, set, uh, setting a very, very startling message to both sides of the aisle, especially the Republicans, because now the Republicans realize they have candidates that are very winnable. Are you going to back them or are you going to be, you know, the traditional rhino type? And, and you have to back them. And there should be full support right now of every Republican in Connecticut. Behind, Absolutely. Uh, and, and get her in office. She had a strong vote count. And to me, she is very electable. You know, a person who was a, a, a Cuban refugee and who is a Hispanic Jew, I mean, to me, you can't, you can't take this away from that woman. And, no. and immediately discrediting her just because President Trump gave uh, his support to her. And that's wrong. And it's truly wrong. And, and, there's, more, and there's more people in Connecticut that support President Trump than they realize. And, right. you know, and why do we have to get lectured? I mean, I'm from Long Island, but we get the same kind of stuff here in New York. Too. Why do we get to get lectured by the people that are uh, constant losers? I'm sorry to say it like that, but uh, they don't know how to win anyway. So, well, it's, tr- it's you know? true. You, you, it's, it's the stoic, pompous attitude that, you know, you have to, you know, have to support these people. These are the people that have been around for 30, 40 years, blah, blah, blah. They offered nothing. They offered nothing. They don't know what it's like to work for a living. They don't know what it's like to be taxed to death. They don't have any concept of the runaway inflation and the, the horrific economic damage that this Democratic Party is placing on people, especially the working middle class and America in general. And people have had enough. Bob, represents a breath of fresh air. Bob Swick's on with us right now. Bob, you did say that you hope that people get behind her. Has Peter Lamont gotten behind her yet, or anyone? Uh, I I really don't know. I'm looking. I, I went through her website today, and basically, there's more national people behind her. But okay. besides besides Linda McMahon, oh. I really have not heard. I have not heard much from anybody. Um, and again, I think it's kind of early. They're trying to digest everything. They're also trying to run for cover at the okay. same time. But they better get on board real yeah. fast. But Linda like. McMahon got on. Did Stone Cold Steve Austin get on? I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, well, but I, you know the thing is, and I hope that Peter does, because like you said, he, he's a good conservative man, and I think he will. I would hope that Themis Claritus would too. What do you think right. about that? Well, I doubt seriously if she's going to back her. I think Peter will back, back her because he is a party man. He's a good conservative. But I think she's she's pretty much gone now. I think she's going to go into into hiding or semi retirement mm. one way one way or the other. All right. That's uh, what it comes down. Were to. you surprised about the win? Uh, in a way, no. I was surprised by the amount of the win, um, which was kind of pleasant to see. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more of a squeaker, um, but I, she really was pretty, uh, you know, resounding in her in her victory. What I didn't like was the again. Connecticut state-run media condemning not many Republicans went out to vote, so on and so forth. Hey, listen, she won. The people who were active enough to go out to vote voted her in by a very large margin, and that's what it comes down to. So you got to accept the candidate, get behind her, get her elected, get Blumenthal out of office once and for all. I heard somebody say that as well on on, Lee, on with Lee Elsie. I don't know if it was said during the show or in the commercial break, and it was that, well, not so many came out. I mean, let's not worry about that right now. The fact of the matter is she wasn't supposed to win, according to all the same pe- people that are condemning the amount of voters that came out. So uh, right. I, I think we all take that in stride. And, you know, I think the, the best thing about this with her going up against Dick Blumenthal is she's going to call Blumenthal out for what he is. If you had Themis Claritus in there, she basically would have uh, puckered up and kissed him the whole time. Don't exactly. you think? 
Exactly. Exactly. It would have been it would have been a uh, a little tough match between the two, and uh, Blumenthal would have won by a wide margin. I really think Blumenthal is going to uh, be running the campaign of his lifetime. I don't think he has the strength for it. I don't think he has the energy. He's not a dynamic speaker in any way, shape, or form. He, he just bellows the same garbage over and over again. People are sick of it. People are fed up with it. Here's a man who has no concept of what anything costs in, 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 in our economy today, and he's trying to tell people he's done this, he's done that. He's done absolutely nothing for the people of the state of Connecticut since he's been attorney general. He's caused more harm than good. Why do Connecticut Republicans, Bob, are so staunch in saying, let's get away from Trump's messaging? Um, I've seen that the support for Trump has only gone up especially after this uh, ridiculous FBI raid. It's, do, you, do you think that it's going to be a, uh, a, a sweeping of Republicans coming back over to the side of Trump, seeing the messaging and seeing that the support is growing? Well, I think they're going to have to because they're going to realize they're going to be, an ex- going to be extinct if they don't. And I think the new breed of Republicans, the, uh, the young men and women who are running for office, who have principal conservatism behind them are the ones that are going to overtake the party in the long run. I really believe that. I think the days of, of again, the rhinos and, you know, the rock, I call them the Rockefeller rhinos, Nelson Rockefeller type Republicans are long gone in the party. The Republican party really represents and will represent in the future, people who work for a living, people who struggle, people who have family values, people who are sick and fed and tired of being force fed lies by the Democratic Party. And Bob, she's a fighter. She's going to have to fight in this one, isn't she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and she's ready for it. She can do it. She can do it with, without hesitation, in she's, my opinion. She's a tough lady, and she's got a great background. As you said, uh, we could we could talk about her background all we want, but we want results. And as I said before, Themis Claritis, I mean, she's a smart political lady. I thought she... You know, at first I was kind of saying, well, we got to get behind her because she's going to be the nominee. Uh, but it, it, it did shock me that this came about the way that it did and the way that the win uh, was such a, a big margin. It shows me that Connecticut has changed, hasn't it? Well, they, they again, I think it's a perfect storm for many Republican candidates for this midterm election. You, have, you still have runaway inflation. You have all these ridiculous things being uh, signed into law by the Biden administration. You have runaway inflation. You have runaway national debt. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's ridiculous. So they got they want to change, and they will change. Bob, you're going to come back with us in the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about that runaway inflation. Here with me and Bob Swick. Don't go anywhere. 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. Again, Bob Swick is with us. Back on for a second segment, because we love him so much. And on Twitter, it's at Swick Speak. Yeah, SwickSpeakBlocks.com. <laughs> What's so hard about it? It's a, um, no Bob, we have runaway inflation. Joe Biden seems to think that we're, we're recovering, is what I heard. What do you think about that big lie? It's totally economically irrational to make a statement like that. I, again, reiterate, the cost of food is astronomical. I do not know how a family of four, with both parents working, support and feed their family. There's two points that need to be made with the lies of Biden as far as inflation is concerned. Number one, we still have major supply shortages in our economy. You can go into any store, go into a Walmart, go into a supermarket. You see empty shelves. There is no need at this point to continue to see the supply shortages that we have. The supply shortages are fundamentally because the cost of raw materials have risen so dramatically that the cost cannot keep up with retail prices that are being charged in the store. Producers cannot afford to produce, and therefore it continues the inflation spiral. You can argue all you want that 
gasoline prices have gone down. They've gone down minimally. The only reason why they've gone down is that Biden has flooded the market with our emergency reserves to try to stabilize the price, which is, again, a very economically incoherent uh, decision to make. Because if there was a real crisis, we do not have enough oil to get through it. He is very much focused on this green energy platform that is not economically feasible or sustainable at this time because of a variety of reasons. The biggest reason is people can't afford these luxurious electric vehicles that are so uh, energy saving, which to me they're not because you still have to generate electricity to run them. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just so economically irrational it's just not even funny it's a joke it's just such a joke it's not even funny and the batteries are impossible to get rid of they sit in these uh you know they dump them and it's just it's a mess it's ridiculous to think that the american people can afford to go and get an electric car when they went a lot of families right now are deciding can i put oil in can i can i afford heat or do i need to get groceries this week we're getting to a point here where there's going to have to be some kind of pushback. I think it's pathetic. The mainstream media and uh, the FBI and Joe Biden and the AG are too concentrated on trying to find some dirt on Donald Trump that doesn't exist while we're in the biggest economic collapse that we've seen in our lifetime, Bob. Well, I, I put it this way. Uh, the the new bill, the inflation-fighting uh, bill, which does nothing to, to do anything to lower inflation, their theory of hiring 87,000 IRS agents is so ridiculous, it's not even funny. Again, my background's education. I've taught accounting for many, many years. There's not 87,000 accountants who want to go to work for the IRS and become auditors at their stages of their career, nor do they want to become armed guards and learn how to operate a gun and shoot at people to try to audit them. It's so utterly ridiculous, it's not even funny. Where are they going to find these 87,000 people? I'd like to know. Tell me. You have such a shortage of labor everywhere. Any good accountant in their right mind would never want to go to work for the IRS. So if it doesn't you, even make sense to me. Bob, if they're going to arm them, put them on the southern border. Yeah, I mean... It, I mean, you know, it really... And it's just a joke. You need, If you're going to be an auditor for the IRS, you need a minimum of a bachelor's degree in accounting. I don't care what anybody says. You need to understand how accounting works. You need to understand how auditing works. So, you know, again, it's just this is just another pipe dream thrown out. And, they, and finally somebody reads the bill and sees how ridiculous the bill is, and they say to themselves, this, this is such a joke, it's not even funny. It's not even funny. But getting back to runaway inflation, it's serious. It's not stopping. No, we did not have zero inflation in July. We still had roughly 10% inflation in July. Prices are up between 40 and 100%. Since the Biden administration took office, they own the economy. The Democratic Party owns the economy. And again, it's going to bite them. I don't care what anybody says in the midterm elections. With the economy the way it is, you could almost go back to uh, the race with Levy again. Are the American people saying, well, this isn't going to work. And if you're not for us, you're against us. And and we're going to put her in. I mean, we could see this kind of spreading throughout the U.S., uh, no, th- this time most around and, and also in, in 2024. we got And we have to capitalize on that, Bob, and not sit on our hands. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think the biggest thing is the Republicans will take back the Congress in uh, this election. Starting in 2023 becomes a very big unraveling of the Democratic Party. Their lives becoming exposed. And I think the new Republicans that take office are going to tell the Again, the stoic rhinos there now, listen, we're not going to accept it. We want the investigations. We want the impeachment proceedings. We want to get America back on track. And that's what will happen. I predict this is probably another 1920 all over again when, when the Democratic Party was, was annihilated at that time. It's probably going to be worse than 1994. I hope when, so. I hope you know? so. And we follow him at, at Swick Speak on Twitter. Bob, you know... After the FBI raided Mar-a-Lago and were digging probably for information that maybe Donald Trump had on them or or who knows what they were looking for, the president went on vacation after his fourth stint with COVID. He hadn't spoken to the media in over a week. He gets on Air Force One with his uh, disgusting son, which was a great optic. Uh, we have a failing economy. 
We have uh, really no growth anywhere in the private sector. We don't have any growth when it comes to jobs. We have a, uh, a failing economy, as said, prices on food, prices on gas. We have a, a president goes away for two weeks after being sick, after this big FBI raid. How the hell can anybody accept this? This is pathetic. Well, to me, people aren't accepting it. However, they're being silenced. But again, as I, I, I said to many people privately, the great silent majority is awakening. They've had enough and they will vote with the, on Election Day to get the Democrats out of office. Biden, it's so pathetic to watch Biden in his situation. He's a feeble man who's very much challenged mentally right now. Uh, you see the, the destruction of his body, the destruction of his mind. Why put him on display like that? It's just pathetic. It's truly pathetic to see. And I blame the Democratic Party. I blame the operatives behind them. And they're ruining this man and they're ruining their our country for their own agenda. And their agenda does not even make sense. It does not make sense economically. It does not make sense socially. That's what it comes down to. And people are aware of it. Believe me. You know what, Bob? When President Trump left office after they tried to sabotage him with so many different things, including, I think, a lot that has to do with COVID. And, and I'm not going to go there, but uh, we, had, we had an economy that was doing pretty well. Uh, jobs were up. Jobs were up throughout the minority communities. We had, uh, we, we had growth. We had a, a growth in GDP, which we've never seen the likes of since the days of Reagan. All of that is gone. Why don't we talk more about the good things that we got from the Trump presidency and all the losses that we've had since this guy's been in office? I know it's hard to do it. I think we have to parade more of the winnings that we had under Donald Trump. Exactly. I mean, you have to, to me, everything is, is economic, economic base. You vote with what you have in your wallet, meaning that if you are doing poorly, you're not going to keep the same party in office. Mm. If you're do, doing well, you will keep the same party in office. People were doing well with Trump. And you know what? He probably did get as many uh, more votes than Biden. He probably did win the election. But because of the hatred of Trump, the, the condemnation of Trump nonstop, we have to eliminate economic gain. We have to sacrifice our economy. We have to sacrifice people in our economy for the sake of the totalitarian regime that the Democratic Party has turned into. So again, people are going to go to vote in November. They've had enough. They're going to vote with their wallets. They're going to vote with their pocketbooks. And they're going to say, get these people out of office now. We've had enough of it. The Republicans take back the House and the Senate. Watch November and December what the Democrats try to push through and all the other things that they're going to try to do against Trump or any sitting Republican and so on and so forth. It's, it's ridiculous. It's utterly ridiculous. You call it now, Bob. Do you think Levy has a chance on beating Blumenthal? Do you think she will win? I think she will win. I really do. That'd I, be great. I think, I think she's got enough power in her. She, does, she doesn't take any garbage from anybody. She's a strong person, a strong individual. She has leadership qualities. And like I said, Blumenthal looks like a shell of a man. And people are starting to realize the man really has not done anything for Connecticut other than, than bellow more than anything else. And he's a liar, too. He's disgusting. I've already, I don't don't have anything good to say about him. Tell everybody the site again and where they can get in touch with you. My Twitter is at Swixpeak, and my blog is SwixpeakBlogspot.com. Everybody, that's the one and only Bob Swick. Don't go anywhere. And we have Reggie Littlejohn calling in right now. Freedom on deck. Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and stimulating talk on the line with us right before we mentioned to you that we were going to be bringing on the president of Women's Rights Without Frontiers, chairperson of Stock Vaccine Passports. We're talking about the one and only Miss Reggie Littlejohn. Reggie, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Chet? I'm doing good. There's a lot to talk about, I think, uh, in... 
in your organizations, you guys stay so busy. You have so many great webinars that have that have been coming in and out. And one of them uh, that was titled "America Betrayed the China Mo- China Model, Imposing in America the CCP's Toxic Pandemic Response." Now. This is the way things have been handled in China, and we're seeing a model over here that is quickly growing into just that. Um, how far are we away from becoming what China is in the response of a pandemic, and uh, how worried are you about the way this is all being handled? Well, I'm actually very worried about it. Um, for two reasons. Number one, Americans seem to be asleep. And we're not taking the action that we need to take in order to prevent this. Um, and number two, the World um, Health Organization, you know, is in, and you know, the United Nations are sort of intent on furthering this agenda to get us uh, at least, not if not all uh, mandatorily vaccinated, at least get these digital um, uh, identifications and smart health cards and vaccine passports. So. Um, so if you combine sort of the inaction of America with the action on the part of you know, the, the World Health Organization and the United Nations, um, that becomes a dangerous situation. Reggie, when you're talking about that, let's uh, discuss uh, digital identity. Um, this is something that we're seeing sweeping around in Europe. Is this close to coming to our shores? Well, okay, yes. and And so... The World World Economic Forum has published an article entitled How Digital Identity Can Improve the Lives in a Post-COVID-19 World, and the European Commission just announced a digital identity for all Europeans. And what people don't realize is that these digital identities, they they used to call them vaccine passports, but then we and others, but I think that that my organization um, that I'm co-chair of, the Stop Vaccine Passports, task force has had a major impact on getting the idea of a vaccine passport to become radioactive. So what do they do? They don't stop making the vaccine passport. They just call it something else. <laughs> and they're called. Yeah, that's so what they, they always do. A, yeah, I know. Just redefine the language. So they call it a small smart health card or they call it a, just a digital identity. And they sell this on the basis of um, this is so much more convenient and efficient than paper and you can have all your your digital identity in one place and etc and what they don't tell you is that these can be used to completely immobilize you and and they have been in china so for example they have a, a a vaccine passport digital identity in china where um i don't know if people are aware of this but like some of the chinese banks are imploding and so Yep. People, people have not been able to, to to get to their money. I mean, like like people have their life savings in these banks, and they go online to try to see what their what their balance is, and it says zero. Okay, so I mean that's very very frightening, and a number of people wanted to protest, so they were going to go to Shanghai to you know all, all these depositors who had zero you know zero bank accounts or were unable to access their money, were going to go to Shanghai to. Uh, demonstrate in front of the bank and sure enough that like the day that they were going to go as they're going to the train station their health code turn turned from green which means you can travel to red which means that you can't travel and you need to be quarantined okay so so they just basically ended the protest by by and and um quarantined people on the basis of these health codes they can just be they can be manipulated at will to stop people from, in America, what is our right, which is the freedom of assembly and freedom of expression, freedom to um, protest government actions that are unjust. They can really so, stop you from doing anything. They can stop you from, that's right, they can stop you from doing anything. So if the World Economic Forum has its way, they want to attach this to like carbon emissions, Right. So everybody will have an allowance of how many carbon emissions or points we're allowed to use up. And if we go over, then they can stop us from, as you say, doing anything. So let's say that you take a vacation and you or a business and you fly to Europe. Okay, that uses up a lot of carbon emissions. They could 
on, on your way back, they could just shut down the next plane flight you have. So you won't be able to attend your, your son or your daughter's wedding, for example. Um, or you might not even, when you go to the store, you might not even be able to buy a steak because cows emit, you know, they have carbon emissions and yeah. you already used up all your, all, all of your points. This is a way of completely controlling people. Um, and, and that's just controlling our actions. It's also like thought control because these, um, digital IDs, they, they can have easily attached to them everything that's attached to the China social credit system, which means that they're going to be monitoring all of our social media posts. And by the way, I got kicked off Twitter. Did um, you? For posting, I, I, I'm off. I'm off Twitter because I posted our last, um, our, our last uh, webinar, mm-hmm. and and it, which is about giving jabs to, to little kids. And, I, and all I said was, um, you should not get small children should not be vaccinated, and the and COVID nineteen should not become part of the childhood vaccine schedule. I didn't say the vaccines are bad. I didn't say they're a bio. I know you can't say anything, and you can't you can't say anything anymore. You can't have a opposing viewpoint. It's they they take you off. Right. And so and so that's what these vaccine passports, digital IDs are all about. They track your social media posts. So let's say that I had a digital ID and I had posted that and I got t- kicked off Twitter. I, and let's say that I needed to take public transportation to get home. I might also not have been able to get on the bus or or, or let's say I wanted to go to the store. I might not have been able to, you know, access my credit card to buy groceries or whatever as punishment for that post. So we don't want that system in the United States and we need to oppose it. And it's being implemented um, slowly and quietly, not under the name vaccine passport, but smart health card and um, digital ID. Well, those on the left are probably, you know, I mean, I I haven't talked to many people on the left about this, but I could see a lot of the the left getting behind this stuff. It seems like everybody's geared towards shutting anybody with a uh, a different viewpoint of anything at all, especially when it comes to the vaccinations, they uh, they totally tar and feather you beyond. I mean, with social media, they have these trolls that come after you and, and will shut your account down and take everything that you have away. It's it's unreal. I lost a lot of pictures of my children. Really. Yeah, well, my original account on Facebook, yeah, they they shut me down uh, based on my politics. Is there? I was never vile or nasty or or, uh, or demeaning to anyone. And one day they told me that uh, it looked like suspicious activity. And once mm-hmm. they they sent that my way, everything was just shut down. Yeah, but well, maybe I- we need to get used to getting away from these social media sites. Well, okay, I, I see that, but then there's also alternatives like you know Getter and Gab and Truth Social that yep, yep. you know that I think that we could could get on. I, I haven't gotten on them yet. I'm going to obviously, um, but yeah, I have a couple of friends. Like when I first heard that these vaccine passports could be used to impose China's social credit system, I, I wanted to make sure that before I went public saying yes, this is terrible, I'm going to sound the alarm. I wanted to make sure it was true. So I went to two high, and I'm not going to say who they are. I went to two very high tech experts, mm-hmm. um, one on the left and one on the right, and I said, "Is it true that these vaccine p- passports ports could issue in the China's social credit system to the United States and the world?" And the conservative one said, yes. "Yes, it is true, and we need to stop it." The the liberal one said. Yes, and it is true, and that's a good thing because it'll force people to get vaccinated. That I'm telling you, that's what he said. I know. I know. Reggie, I want you to tell everybody where they go to support you guys. If you have anything coming up, anything that we should know about. Yeah. So it's a, if you want to support my work, my advocacy work, and also saving babies and and abandoned widows in China, go to womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. That's womensrightswithoutfrontiers.org. And that's probably the best place to go because there is somebody, something coming up. We're going to do um, a webinar on COVID injections and women, miscarriage, infertility, and more. Wow. And if you sign up for my, um, if, you, if you sign up for my newsletter on women's rights without frontiers um, dot org, you'll get all of those, uh, those those notifications. Very good, Reggie. Thank you very much. Thank you. Keep up the hard work. Okay. All right, thanks. All right, everybody. That was the one and only Reggie Littlejohn. Like she said, go check him out. 
Come back. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Side of this one church town, there's a gold dirt road to a whole lot of nothing. Got a deed to the land, but it ain't my ground. This is God's country. All right, everybody, welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Thank you so much for being here on your Saturday afternoon. We value your listenership. Even if you're a libtard, we still love you. We might not agree with you, and uh, we probably wouldn't want to hang out with you. Uh, we probably wouldn't want to have you over for a barbecue or even... <laughs> ha- well, we're going to get off that right now. <laughs> but thank you for the listenership, anyway. And it's great to have the three amigos back. I'm glad that Brian was here and CV was here, and I was here. Rasmussen reports finding that 44% of likely U.S. voters say the FBI raid on Trump's Florida home made them trust the FBI less compared to 29% who say it made them trust the Bureau more. 23% say the Trump raid did not make much difference in their trust of the FBI. I never trusted the FBI. 50% of the voters have a favorable impression of the FBI, including 26% who have had a favorable view of the Bureau, 46%. And the numbers keep going on. I'm not going through all that stuff again. So the uh, favorability of the FBI is on a decline. Support for Donald Trump since that raid has only gone up. Actually, it's been pretty impressive, Brian. I got to tell you, the FBI is about as likable as a Joe Biden depends diaper at the end of the night. (laughs) What do you think, man? Some really trustworthy (laughs) law enforcement agencies we have out there, huh? Well, the FBI is a three-letter agency, uh, a lot like sexual diseases. Wow. Like STDs. Yeah, I think people like STDs better than the FBI. But, yeah, I mean, uh, ever since they went ahead and did the uh, unbelievable, uh, which is the first time in U.S. history that a sitting president's home was raided by the FBI. Um, yeah, I, I could only imagine that Donald Trump would be um, liked even more because I think that the American people are about fed up with this government. I think they know that the FBI is corrupt and abusive, just like the IRS and all the other agencies um, that the government uh you know, operates. And I think people are sick and tired of the economy and, and what this administration is doing. And so when the FBI raided him, it, 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 it only made him even more on fire with the people. And I think it's great the way that they, the Trump uh, house has responded to all this CV. Go ahead, show the American people why you came. Show them what you found. Show them the videos. Let them see it. Be transparent. And they're, oh no, we can't do that because the affidavit. They have so many damn excuses on why they tried this, and they're getting caught. They're they're getting caught in their own uh, lies. It makes you wonder how long the FBI has been corrupted. How far it goes back. I know that. The uh, the Kennedy assassinations were probably done by the FBI because uh, John F. Kennedy wanted to reform the FBI even back then. And they they wouldn't have it. So they executed him. And uh, and then it, it was gradually getting worse. I, I noticed uh, under the Obama administration when he was using the IRS to target conservative groups ahead of the election, uh, ahead of the 2012 election, which... Had he not done, he may not, Obama may not have won in 2012. And the, the, politis, the politicization of agencies and bureaus were happening more so or ramped up under Obama. And then g- going into the 2016 election, we saw funny business going on with uh, uh, Hillary server and Comey and all that. And then Comey was fired and then they put in Chris Ray and we thought, all right, maybe... Maybe things will turn around under Chris Ray. Not so. And then we, we saw evidence that Chris, uh, 
Christopher Ray was corrupt. And it gets worse and worse and worse by the, by the day. Now we've hit a, the point of no return. You know, yeah, we've hit the event, the event horizon where we not only have to dismantle the FBI, but we have to rename it. Maybe we should put the I after the F and just call it FIB. FIB is good. Brian, uh, CV brings up a great point. We can go to Waco. We could go to Ruby yeah. Ridge. Some people have said Vegas. We could go to the assassinations of Martin Luther King, Mr. President John F. Kennedy, yeah. uh, and now with Donald Trump. And there are others. This uh, this organization has always been corrupt. But now when people say there are so many good people in the FBI, there are still good agents, but it's it, there are a lot of bad ones, man. These people are carrying out the worst of the worst crimes that we see in, in America right now. And don't forget the destruction of of Islamic training camps in the United States. Well, and don't forget um, the not not prosecuting Hillary Clinton when she destroyed thirty three thousand emails, yeah, and unreal. she also had a, a top secret um, you know um, documents which they never went and raided uh, Chappaqua. And yeah. let's not forget the Hunter Biden laptop, and let's not forget um, all of the other corruptions that have gone on. The and let's laptop. not forget the. The Wiener laptop. And let's not forget mm -hmm. the fact that they never, uh, I mean, that they are the ones who continued the Steele dossier when they knew it was garbage and ran with it. So we know they're corrupt through and through. I mean, and and yes, I do think that we need to get rid of a lot of three-letter agencies in this country. Yeah. I think that the I think the federal government has gotten too big. We already have government. It's called state government. Mm -hmm. And you can live in whatever state you want and the federal government can scratch. And continues yeah. to grow under the Democrats and CV that is just going to keep happening with Democrats in office. It's a, it's a never-ending turning, you know, I don't know, just not good. I want to take this moment to say how pleasurable it was to have Brian back, all three of us. The band yes. is back together, and <laughs> yes, uh, yes, it's like yes. a breath of fresh air. He injects energy into the show, as usual, and his uh, yes. uh, typical in his typical comedic form. Is much appreciated. Yes, well, and he can be scary when he wants to. Too, <laughs> believe me, I've seen it. Yeah, and don't, 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 don't ever get into the air conditioning and heating fields. <laughs> Stay in school, kids. Brian, or you'll be living in a van well, down well, by the river. <laughs> well, we, we, they, they know that because when you're not on, we're like Brian's on call, so it's always we always, <laughs> yeah, we always tell everybody what you're up to, but you know. We're coming into next month. That's our six-year mark. We're coming into six yes, years sir. on the I FM believe Terrestrial it's a, Dial. No, I think it's seven years. I've been on this show. Oh, my God, is it? I've been on the show for am over I, five years myself. I started, it, in, oh, er, I, I started in early 2017 with you guys. You're right, 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's seven years. Uh, that was bad. <laughs> wow, that's a snuffoo by me. Yeah, seven years. <laughs> Seven, it so was right. just so good, I forgot how long we've been on the air. So it happens when you get old, you start forgetting That's, things. You, exactly, I'm still 21. <laughs> the um, the whole thing is seven years coming up. It's a show that has grown. It's a show that I think we, we try to give the listeners uh, our insights, whichever they may be, and most of our li listeners have such great insight too. And we just hope everybody has uh, had a good time with us for these seven years. We plan on being on for another seven until they uh, take us and put us into the shackles and uh, bury us over in Washington, D.C., maybe put us in with those <laughs> those great patriots that they have locked up. Don't as give is. them any ideas. Don't give them any. I don't have to, believe me. They probably have worse ideas than that. But but um, absolutely, it's been uh, it's been a phenomenal thing. We'll keep it going. And we have some big guests coming up this year, too. This year's going to be a big one. We're trying to get some Trump names out there. We're trying to get Leora Levy. Uh, I've been talking to the wonderful Jay Bolton about getting some bigger names out there again. Some of the people that have already been on with us from the past shows. It doesn't, and you know, I will say this, and I'll say this to you guys. You know, getting the national guests are great, but I love when the guests give you something to chew over and to think about and to realize. And most of the, those times, 
they're the guests that are generated by us. And um, I, I want to make that absolute. We, we appreciate every guest that comes on here. It doesn't matter if they're on Fox News. It doesn't matter if they're just a, a local blogger. As long as they give us in, insight that we think that the listeners want, um, that's more than enough for me. Everybody, we're going to go out. Be here next week, same Freedom Time, same Freedom Channel, here with Freedom on Deck. God bless America, and everybody have a very fantastic and gracious day. Donald Trump, MAGA Movement 2024, and we're bringing it home, conservatives, in 2022. Thank you very much.